Chew Bubblegum, recorded from a secret location in the city that moves mountains. Greetings. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Or have my flight or flight response triggered, and I'm a flightless bird, baby. Grand Rising Flockers. Because it's like that wasn't in the format. No, no, no. You you, you guys are okay. I'm just checking the levels and making sure everything's coming through all right. I, I, I can't. I was trying to be as creative as my third cousin, Dingy Dave. Y'all heard two episodes back. Well, hey, very good. It is great to be back in the studio with you guys, all of us here together. You're uh, reign supreme over your fight with ladybugs and salamanders. We Congratulations. We, we, we won against the salamanders. We the have ladybugs. settled with the ladybugs yeah. and allowed them in our space. Yeah, the, the fight with the lead. It was a mutual agreement to disagree. So you, so you kind of won. We teamed up against the salamanders together. Yeah. Well, Not for the common good. Well, that is that is that is very good. That is very good. Um, man, this has been a lot. What was the, the last show we did together? Was that the office show? Yeah. yeah. I was trying to think this morning. Yeah. Like a month. Uh, life, life gets in the way sometimes. It I guess. has been a shit show. I can totally understand that, and I and I feel you. I I feel you a lot. Um, I've missed you guys. Welcome back. Yeah, we missed you. Even like last week when we recorded, and it was like, okay, this is this is weird. First of all, you're next to me. Like this is. Yeah. I did for about five minutes, and then I was, and then you annoyed me. <laughs> and then you annoyed me. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Do you, do you have anything to say, Dirty Dad? No, he's sitting Just happy to be here, okay? Uh-huh. Okay, good, good. Well, I am glad that, that you guys are here. Um, we've, um, on emails, we're going to uh, start reading some backlog emails next week and probably the week after. The emails we've got today are current. So uh, these are ones that were sent in uh, over the last uh, week or so. So... You guys did a hell of a job last week, too. And the one email that you got emotional on, Rebecca, I love that. I am sorry. That was just like one of the best emails. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Yeah. He emailed her back again this week. Oh, yes. I already know. I already You're know. You're ruining one of my stories. All I said was yeah, man. No pinch. So I am happy so that you guys are okay. Um, we need to get Rebecca um, a short shit show she shack so that we can record in separate locations and I have the ability to mute him. Yes, yes. Dirty Dan, you're gonna have to get your you're gonna have to get your studio set up again so you'll get out of first place. I know. Well, the thing is, like when we moved, like, yeah, we gained 50 acres and we gained a barn and all this fabulous space, but we lost like 1,200 square footage and a whole other bedroom and a garage and a back office. So it's, it's been all a, gone. It's been a struggle. It's been a struggle. Well, I'll just go in the closet where you belong. Wow. <laughs> go in the closet. 
Are, are we still getting connection, Goose? Yes, yes. Um, we're we're we are still connected. Um, right. Something is 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 wacky today with the internet back here on my end, and uh, uh, something is is going on with the with the sound and the board. But I think we are recording because when you talk, I do see levels. So okay. Well, if I think that I can send you to from uh, my program, like how I send you the videos to upload, right. I think I can you just can download the too. sound. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, so def definitely do that because I'll, I can send you two of the, I can send you the two files. Okay. Yeah. I, I may uh, try that one better to uh, edit. We may get a better sound that way, but you guys are coming through, like I said, so it's, it's a little bit low, but I can, if I have to work with what I've got, I can boost it up when I edit the show and, and so forth. Okay. So uh, we got some emails. Rebecca, if you guys are ready, you're first this week. Yeah, this one is from Timothy Berry. We don't know each other yet, but I ran across an episode of Here to Chew Bubblegum, and I love what you're building. Thank you. I appreciate that. For all Thank of you very much, Timothy. We're all building and, our own uh, little individual things. So. Yes, yes, we are. Uh, the next one is from Code Red. Uh, Goose, Rebecca, and Dirty Dan, I need help from your listeners. I saw something unexplainable yesterday, and it was close to an airport. It didn't make any noise and was flying really low just above rooftops. Um, I'm not sure what it was, and I've never saw anything like this before. It was not an airplane. It was tube-shaped, and at first uh, it seemed to be gliding. After 30 seconds or so, it went straight up at a high rate of speed. I watched my local news that day and searched social media to see if anyone else saw it. I didn't find any reports. Uh, I'm not crazy, and I know what I saw. Have you guys or any of your listeners saw anything like this before? If so, please write in and tell me what it was or share your story. Well, Dirty Dan, I'm going to refer that question to you. Um, so, <clears throat> Code Red, Um we were having a fire one night. Yeah, we were burning some trash on our property. And <clears throat> I look over the house and I see one light with two lights and one light with two lights and one light with two lights. And then, there and then they started dancing. And then there was a stagnant light. <clears throat> and this object was just in the middle of the sky. It's hovering. Hovering. No tower because radio towers are over that way. It was that way. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden shot up. Yeah. Just probably a mile and then just crept right on over us and then went and i got most of it on video and i said it to the old goosenator there and it yes you did no sound no the sound. only sound you hear in the video is me losing my damn mind for a minute and the wind and the wind <clears throat> but it was it was at dusk it was crazy it was um, it was uh similar to what he describes in the in the email it wasn't it wasn't tube, tube shaped. Though. It was right. it was like a square. The same way. But that no. But uh, it would blink and disappear too. Correct. Yeah. It never so. disappeared. No, it did. It goes away in the video. Well, in the yeah, video, and, and in real then life. it would. Yeah, then it would come back. I, 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 I'm still amazed by that video. Well, didn't you pull up the radar thing that you have, and it like wasn't on it, there? There was nothing. There was no there was nothing like on the the flight now, the flight tracker. We also live super close <clears throat> to a military base too, which is why we struggle <clears throat> with fucking internet. And you actually <clears throat> sent me something interesting on that that we can talk about later. Yes. Yes. All right, Dirty Dan. I just can't get away from nuclear stuff. Will you read the next email? 
So this one is from Loyal Listener. It says, hello here to you, Bubblegum. First, let me start by saying Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and Happy New Year with many blessings to you and yours. Second, this is my first time writing in. Do you ever get ridiculed by anyone close to you for doing a show? Let me explain. Do any family members or close friends think you're crazy for doing a show that talks about aliens, UFOs, and other things that you talk about? Just curious. Roswell, LL. So, loyal wait, listener, wait, wait. Rebecca Bob has her hand raised up. Bob does count. Bob doesn't count. Why does Bob not count? He ridicules me all the time. He tells me to pull up constantly and calls me the head cuckoo bird. That's how this whole thing fucking... That's why I have this. It's because of Bob. Because I am the head cuckoo bird. It's been a minute. Can I put it down <laughs> No, because it, No, it's fine. It sits better here. Mm. Yes, constantly things. ridiculed. Get told to pull up. Just her by her father. Doesn't really count. How does that not count? Because it's Bob. It's a family member. And he I think it counts. Thank you, Goose. <clears throat> You're Jeez. welcome. It's also like a close, it's not like a distant relative. It's like, yeah, but, it's my fucking father. But does your brother say anything bad like that? Yeah, Tom also thinks that I'm crazy. Oh, does he? Yeah, because oh, he's mini Bob. Cool. Okay. Yeah. But your mom doesn't. No, but your mom thinks I'm a little crazy on some of this stuff. Your I dad does not crazy. like having conversations with me about flat earth. <laughs> no, because he was in the Air Force. Wow. He was a missile ear commander. There's been shit beat into his head that will never leave no matter what. It doesn't matter. I know, but I mean, we can still have the conversation. He doesn't want to. Yeah, well, that's clear. <laughs> um, none of my family thinks I'm crazy. They've they've known I'm crazy for a long time yeah. now. Uh, none of them's actually said anything. Uh, they find it interesting that I do uh, do the show. I think most of them find it more interesting that we're on all the platforms that we're on. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's, that's yeah. Really? You have all these fucking followers. You have all this shit, especially like when my accounts were huge. My dad was like, I can't I'd like really. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, uh, and, and then, and that's the same as me, you know, they're like, how did you do this? I'm like, well, you know, it, it wasn't me, you know, it was the people that listen and it just, you know, it, it spread like wildfire. Hmm. Yeah. Where, where's the camera? Uh, it's not. It's a. It's a monitor. Dirty Dan, what about you? Do you? Does people think you're crazy for doing the show? I mean, I'm also the guy that tastes the fluid on dipstick and stuff to see if there's other contaminants in there. So yeah, everybody thinks I'm fucking crazy. Whoa, 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 whoa. back up just a minute. You taste fluid on dipsticks. You're like oil. Mm -hmm. Like you taste yeah. oil. You can tell if there's fuel or gas in it. You can tell if there's coolant in there. You can tell if there's. You know, like what they've done, if it's a motor that's been stalled out for a while. You know a good mechanic <clears throat> when you bring him a vehicle and you're like, yeah, it's leaking. And he goes and dips his finger in the puddle on the ground and licks it. And and you can really tell that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay. Yeah. I have I have never heard of that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, I, now that leads up to a second question for you. <laughs> oh, Let's say me and you're out in the wild. Okay. Oh, <clears throat> and we see a pile of dung there. No. <laughs> oh, you, you, you have, you, you have to let me finish. You have to let me finish. Could you pick it up and just lick it and identify the animal, how big it is, how much it weighs, where's again, it at? You so, should be able to identify <clears throat> animal shit without licking it. Again, yeah, but, we're back to but, my first answer. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, I can tell bear scat from deer scat and rabbit scat. Well, yeah, definitely. Coyote definitely. And, you know. So I'm just uh, gonna move on to the without next email. tasting what they had last Tuesday. All right. <laughs> uh Rebecca, the next email is yours. 
Okay, so this is from an anonymous. No, that's not the word I want. Anonymous. There we go. <laughs> from an anonymous viewer. Goose, I've written in before and was an early listener, then stopped listening and recently heard a show where you discussed an email that I sent in January. I'd like for you to withhold my name, but I do want to apologize to you. I was upset that you didn't mention George Floyd on the show and that you and Cron Cronkite talked about things happening in when, I'm sorry, when, talked about things happening in 2020. I'm not sure the show date, but it was earlier this year. At first, I thought you were racist for not mentioning George, but now I realize that wasn't the case. I humbly apologize and realize that as a person of color, I was too quick and judged you unfairly. I wanted to say that I'm sorry. You know, and when and first of all, thank you very much for that email. Thank, uh, when I read that, I had tears in my eyes because, you know, I had mentioned that before. Mm -hmm on the show and you know we were doing a year-end review show and when we do it this year you know we may mention and i'm sure dirty dan will mention demi lovato and her show coming out as a year-end review type thing but uh you know we were mentioning stuff about ufos and you know uh stuff that we talk about on the show we wouldn't talk in politics we wouldn't talk in you know right. all this we're and that we're so, not that kind of show. So it wasn't that we weren't paying any respect or making any disrespect to them. It's just simply not in our forte because that's not what this show's about. It's not on our radar. Exactly. Exactly. Your phones, though. <laughs> oh, shit. Send you for that one. <laughs> uh, Obi of the Strange. It's been a while since we've heard from him. He says, yeah. hello, it's Obi. It's been a while since I've written in. I wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas. Thank you very much, Obi. Merry Christmas to you as well. And then we have a Luke Fugit fan. Did I say it right this time, Goose? Yes, you did, sir. I was practicing. <laughs> Greetings and salutations here to Chew Bubblegum. Who thinks we should bring together some ideas and form the next big time travel machines? There's a lot of smart people out there, and I really think we could do it. Question mark. We need to start thinking outside the box and get this done. Who's in? I have, a, I, have a, I have a story. I have a story. Can I tell a story? Can this be yes, one of my please stories? Do. Can this be one of my stories? Well, it's then, a, then let, let's do a wrap up and uh, save it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Listen, we do a wrap up and then the floor is yours. Then let's go. Okay. I want to uh, thank all the listeners for writing in. You can always call, text, or leave a voicemail by calling 606-373-3396. That's 606-373-3396. Or they can email. How can they do that, Dirty Dan? Well, they can email you at goose.hudishububblegum.com. They can email me at dirtydan.hudishububblegum.com. They can email this one, the queen of the flock, at rebecca.hudishububblegum.com. You can email into the show, Netter Elliot, at hudishububblegum at yahoo.com. And Goose, I would just like to say, on episode 56, um, I loved that message, anonymous message, to Justin Perkins. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, we actually have someone calling me in on the show phone. I have no idea this is. Um, is that hello, you are on here to chew bubblegum with Goose, Dirty Dan, and Rebecca. Who are we speaking to? Hello, gang. How's it going? It is. It is good. It is good. This is uh, this is Bowlin Cox. Oh shit! We have Bowlin Cox on the line on the phone. Welcome very much, Mister Cox. How you doing? How you doing, Goose? I had to call and check on you because I didn't hear from you last week. 
Yeah, well, um, um, we we are we are doing good. It's been busy at the cookie factory. Um, how's things going on the trail? Oh man, it's it's holiday flitter season. Going good. <laughs> hey, very 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 good. Uh, we all enjoyed your Christmas list that you sent in last week. Oh, yes, I know. Those youngins, they was real happy to hear their their letters read, and they they're looking forward to getting their gifts in. Well, that 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 is awesome, uh, Mr. Cox. It, it is an honor to have you on the show. Uh, I'm fangirling. Oh, it's, a, it's an honor to be on the show. Oh, um, uh, Rebecca is having a fangirl moment. Hey, uh, hey, I've been. I've been wanting to call in for so long. It's just, I ain't always got sales service out here on the trail. So, you know, oh, I, figured oh, I, 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 I figured where it was the holidays and stuff. I'd, I'd, I'd try to get to where I could call in and maybe talk to you guys. Just thoroughly enjoy the show. All of us do out here on the trail. Well, thank you very much, and and you have made our day by calling in. I mean, this this is awesome, uh, Dirty Dan. You seem to be speechless. Uh, what what do you have to say to Mister Cox? Uh, Mister Cox, it's an honor and a pleasure to finally uh, meet you over the phone, sir. Oh, um, it's nice to meet you, Dirty Dan. Before I forget, and in case I get cut off here, um, Marcia Sue Jane was wanting me to ask you about your uh, plump juicy sausage video and why why ain't you done it yet <laughs> yeah dirty dan answer the question uh this uh this uh this this uh contest is coming up and she's needing help trying to get her uh sausage just as plump as yours God. you know what we gotta go to the grocery today I'll make sure I get everything we need, and I'll get it out tonight. Uh, you, you don't have to be in no hurry. The contest ain't until uh, the end of the year, but she's real worried about it. And I, I, I'm sure, as you already know, she's she's took to you real good luck. Oh I've I, I, I picked that up a little bit. Now, I keep telling her that, that you've got a wife, and she knows, and she, she just don't seem to care. Thanks. Well, if it's any help, if it's any help, the wife has made her way to lesbian TikTok and seems to like it. So now Rebecca has got a lot of fans in here on the trail too. Little little Billy Steve Donnie Ray. Woo! He that's all he talks about is the flock and uh, how he would love to meet the queen of the flock and he's on He's on the ticky talky and all that. And he just, I mean, just you guys don't really know how how many fans you have out here. And we appreciate every single one of you guys. Honestly, like I, I speak about this all the time. Like if it wasn't for the flock, if it wasn't for the listeners, like what would we be doing? Cutting wood. <laughs> uh, yeah definitely i mean you know if if it, if it wasn't for the listeners if it wasn't for the flock if it wasn't for people like mr cox that's calling in i would just be sitting in a room talking to myself so yeah well guys i won't hold you on here any long i'm i, I know you're recording I, I just wanted to my my wife marcia sue jane she wanted me to ask you guys what you all thought about this jizz lane maxwell Guilty. 
hanger. Rebecca? I think that it's ridiculous that it's just coming out now. I think that part of the whole thing is a giant fucking distraction because they're getting all that right. Like whatever the mainstream media is pushing this hard that watch this hand while this hand does something else. Right. So yes, guilty. Yes. Like all of that, but we need to also objectively like take a step back and pay attention to what is happening while everybody is distracted with this. Ditto. Mr. Cox, thank you very much for calling in. You can call in anytime you want to. Please be safe out there on the trail. And I have uh, just a little bit of advice for you before you go. If you catch it, see a doctor and get rid of it and don't trust Whitey. I will keep that in mind. I will keep that in mind. <laughs> Guys, thanks for taking my call today. And I will uh, I will definitely be calling back. I just Right, be- right quick before I go, uh, I want to mention Justin Perkins. Yes. And uh, I I talked to uh, Clara Faye Dawn day before yesterday, and she's working on a new poem for him. We're going to try to get that in for next week's show, if y'all record next week. Yeah, yeah. Well, we will definitely be recording next week. I mean, she she just gushes over him, if you know what I mean. Oh yes, isn't he going to be uh, coming next week? Yeah, yeah, Justin. Justin may possibly be here next week. So, um, if we get that poem in, we'll actually let if if Justin is able to make it, we'll actually let him read that. Yeah. Oh, that that'll make her. She'll she'll gush double time on that one. (laughs) 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 Well. Say that one more time, Dirty Dan. Make sure you wear your muck boots then, Bolin. Yeah. Oh, yes. Definitely wear the muck boots. Mr. Cox, thank you very much for calling in. Please be safe out on the trail. You have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. Um, Please call back in again and and keep those emails coming. And my sausages. You too, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. uh, Talk to you later, Mr. Cox. See you later. Oh man, I had no clue. That, that, that <laughs> was awesome. Was that a the uh, show game? phone started ringing? It was a number came up, and underneath it, it said Colorado. So I'm like, okay. So because his voice sounded like the same one that left Perkins the email or the voicemail. That 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 <laughs> could possibly have been him. So I'll have to go back when we take break there and see if that was the same number that come up. So, Mr. Bowling Cox, what do you think about that? Yeah, wow. What an honor and privilege. (laughs) When you said you had a call coming in, I thought it was going to be Rodney. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you were getting ready to tell us about a story, Rebecca. What did uh, uh, Did you just go ahead and take it away? Did we get through all of our things? Okay, what was my story about? Oh, 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 it was in regards to the last email. So for the time travel machines. Okay, we need I need to I need to talk about this. This thing happened to me on on the press. So we bought this new property, right? And we didn't know until the appraisal came back that there's a whole second barn on the property. Um, it's not <clears throat> a usable barn. It's very old and dilapidated and like structurally not very sound, right? Like don't go into loft and it's not very big. So, um, one day 
it was shortly after it was like what like our first week or so here because the bridge was still the bit the 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 bridge was still closed um so i had to take like the back road to go to the grocery store and i got to the end of the driveway and i was like you know what fuck it i want to go look at this barn so i parked and turned off my truck and i paid attention to the time because it was 12 43 because usually i catch it at 12 34 right like one two three four and it was transposed and so i was like fuck it i'll go to the barn so i turned off the truck now i had to walk down the road because there's no it's, it's it's almost a half mile yeah, like it's like a half mile down past the driveway. And as I'm walking down the road, whoosh, goes by me, right? This dude on a bicycle. And I distinctly remember this. He had on, it was a yellow bike. He had on a red coat, no helmet, right? I was like, good luck, bro. Like in my head, you know, like the roads are fucking iffy back here. You know, you know. And so I, I have to hop the fence, the gate to get into the barn. I'm tooling around the barn. Like I go out the back, I come back over the gate. And I go, I cross the the creek there and I go down the other side of the creek. And I'm like, fuck, like I got to get going. Like I've been here for like 45 minutes. Like Chris has no idea where I am. I have no service whatsoever. I get back in my truck. It is 1259. There's no way. There's no way that I walked down the street, hopped the fence, fucked around in the barn, collected some glass jars, came back out, hopped the fence, went back down by the river. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way that I did that in 16 minutes. Okay. So I was already losing my shit a little bit. Then I'm driving down the back roads. Okay. And there's only like two roads like out of here. It's not like a cul-de-sac where you can like make a loop. No, there, there's one road out of here. Oh, there's one road. Well, and then you had to turn though on you the other. You had to turn road. either way. Oh, okay, but listen. And pretty so, Dan, let her finish her story. Okay. Quit interrupting. So I'm driving down the road and coming the same direction that he was going was the fucking biker with a yellow bike and a red coat and no helmet. And I was like. I literally lost my shit for a second. I'm like, there's no fucking way. I was like, the barn's a time portal. The barn's a time portal. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's it's at least 100 to 150 years old. I got to look for rocks at the corner. The rocks will tell me. I'm trying to find a date on the barn. They're not going to do that. Look on the main beam for it to be inscribed. No, if there's rocks stacked. Oh. There's a certain. I got to go back. They probably put the date. Yeah. I'm going to have to come down and check out this barn. Yeah. And you just got to stay and wait for shit to fly over our heads silently. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have, other than the video that you captured when you when you when you first got down there and you were burning trash and stuff, have you saw anything else? Yes. Really? Yes. Similar items. They uh, um, on your property that you have, and, and please, please don't don't uh, say exactly where you're at. <clears throat> don't say the name of the base. But how many miles are you from that base? Twelve. 12. Yes. Have you felt anything weird like on the, like if you've been walking in the field and felt like the earth move or shake underneath you or? Yes. Um, really? I thought, I thought I just like lost my footing. Right. But I was on flat ground. That could be like a part of their dumb system at the, uh, well, at, who, at, knows, at the base. who knows how far underground their stuff goes. Right. That's that's what I'm saying. The deep underground military base. Dumb. On the map. Yes. <laughs> Dumb is on the map. You, you are correct. You it are correct. On the map, but now it is. <laughs> no, it, <isn't. laughs> no it, it was a it was a joke. 
domain on the map, but now it is because oh, it's it. also right under the jump gate tomorrow, <clears throat> and it's next to um, the CIA, which stands for Clowns in America, True. and then all of that is under Area Fifty One with the deep underground bases, and it's in between Q and Inner Earth. Right. Just saying. I, I agree with what Justin Perkins said, hundred percent about Q. I felt that way in Antifa and all that. So, what's that? You think it's just a bunch of uh, BS? No, they're domestic terrorists. No, oh, yeah, yeah. To a, to an extent. To I believe that it was uh, yes, hijacked and taken over and and turned, but there are parts of Q that are 100% fucking accurate and the white hats trying to come out and fucking take shit over and then Q was hijacked. Anything with a date on Q was bullshit and it was a distraction. What do you think about, um, I guess it was, oh, it, it's been over a month now when the people met at uh, Daily Plaza in uh, uh, Dallas minute. because Q told him JFK was going to come back. What, it what was a date, though. It that? was a date, so it was bullshit. So, what do you think, Dirty Dan? I think JFK Jr. is just flying around somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, uh, you know. JFK is just losing his mind. So, oh, too soon, too soon. <laughs> oh, that's. I wanted. I, I wanted to make that joke so badly when I heard it being talked about with Justin Perkins. I like. I'm sitting in the service truck listening to it, and I'm just telling all these jokes to myself and laughing and having it. And I think that's honestly why I, I. I then messaged you guys that I enjoyed the episode so much is because I just made myself like I was there and I, I yeah yeah you were time. laughing cracking jokes telling all that stuff so uh Rebecca are you finished there with the the uh you had the story one in segment one do you have anything to add before we move on um I just need to figure out how to work the time portal on my barn stop touching my things <laughs> stop touch touching my things don't touch it so yeah that's that's it okay that dirty story. damn what do you have for us <clears throat> Well, I have about 10 to choose from. Just one. Well, I need three, but yes, I have one. So I have the first one is from tweaktown.com, and it was written or published Friday, and it's about a UFO investigator that is claiming kind of with substantial or evidentiary circumstances that U.S. government's hiding vital information. Why don't you <clears throat> switch with me and I'll go, I'll go handle that and I'll be back while you do your oh, story. Okay. And uh, Sorry. musical chairs. Oh, yeah, you're we're on, I'm on tight. We got is, uh, AKA Rebecca is uh, taking a break. Dirty Dan is going to continue with his story. Uh, again, they are recording side by side, not in different rooms like we're used to. So Dirty Dan is now sitting back down in his chair. Well, he's actually sitting in Rebecca's chair. So Tripping over my chair. Dirty Dan, take it away. <clears throat> so, an investigative filmmaker has appeared in an interview to discuss how the U.S. government is reportedly hiding information on unidentified flying objects from the public. Jeremy Corbell appeared on Fox News primetime following a showcase of a recent UFO sightings video obtained and released by TMZ. Corbell states that the UFO sightings have increased from both the public and the military and that no one can confirm if the flying objects are extraterrestrial. But there is a universal concern for objects of unknown origin flying in restricted U.S. airspace. <coughs> Excuse me. 
Corbell added that at the moment, the U.S. government doesn't know the intent of the objects, and that is of serious concern. The investigative filmmaker says that the U.S. military has confirmed there's been an increase in UFO sightings. And as legislation is being pushed through that is aimed at bringing more transparency to the topic, allegedly, that the analysis of the data that has already been acquired suggests that some of the UFOs are transmedium, meaning they can travel in air, sea, and space. Um, then there's a, a link to the video in that. My, my concern with that is that, you know, they have the new special UFO group task force, whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah. There's still no clarity if it's supposed to be expanding on the transparency that, they, you know, they're going to give in June or if it's complete privacy, like if it's just a government project. There's $770 billion that got dedicated in 2021 to this. And there's an estimated $1.1 billion that will be coming in 2022 for it. Why? What are they going to do with all that money? They're going to go out and buy some $40,000, $50,000 hammers. Maybe I can get one. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I'm actually kind of happy my nose looks better because I, I was at work. I was swinging a, a sledge, a mini sledge, and I broke it. And the, the, the four-pound head came up, smacked me in the nose, and it was just bloody for a minute. Oh, man. <laughs> man, man, I'm, I'm, glad you're, I'm glad you're okay. And, so uh, what did I do? I cut the handle, put the head back down, drilled a bolt through it. <laughs> what did you do about your nose? Did you wrap it up? Did you, did you grab it, fall down in a fetal position, and go, oh, my nose? <laughs> no, I just took paper towel, shoved it up there, and kept going. <laughs> so you 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 like shoving stuff in your nose hole, do you? Yes. <laughs> and uh, for those of you listening, the sound may be a little bit different. Um, I think that the internet finally, for some reason, maybe kicked back in, and you've got a really crisp sound now. Uh, when Rebecca Cud does it's an come, angelic voice. Yes, yes. When she does come back, tell her to send the uh, first, the uh, audio part. Uh, she can even send the video as well, and I'll be able to stitch stitch the first part and this part here together. So, I want to apologize to the fans for that. If the first uh, thirty two minutes is a little bit off, uh, that was not nothing to do with us, but that was. The government messing with our Wi-Fi, with our Wi-Fi signal. They're trying to shut us down. They don't want the truth getting out there that you hear on Here to Chew Bubblegum. Booyah. <laughs> Moving on. Retired Israeli general claims aliens exist in the United States made contact years ago. The former head of Israel's space uh, security program has sparked worldwide headlines following a shocking interview in which he claimed that humans have made contact with aliens and that their existence has been kept secret at the behest of the Galactic Federation of Extraterrestrials. The wild assertions were reportedly made by Ham Astad in a piece published uh, by the Israeli newspaper, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of the newspaper. In the interview, <laughs> the retired general, who is now an esteemed professor, told uh, the reporter that the United States and Israel have been in contact with ETs for quite some time. He also went on to say that there is an agreement between the United States <clears throat> government and the aliens. They signed a contract with us to do experiments here. 
Part of the unsettling pact, he said, includes the secret underground base on Mars, which is staffed by a team of ETs and Americans. Remarkably, uh, Estad revealed that President Trump had been poised to reveal this information to the public, but was uh, thawed, but that was uh, stopped when the Galactic Federation, which presumably governs intelligent species in the galaxy, intervened and requested that such a disclosure not occur at this time. Their reasoning, he explained, is that humanity isn't ready and that the mass hysteria could unfold if the veil of secrecy was lifted. As for when disclosure might occur, he somewhat vaguely indicated that the Galactic Federation has been waiting until to, un, until the day for human, uh, humanity to develop and reach a stage where we will understand in general what space and spaceships are. While the entire tale sounds like a fantastic uh, theory, uh, a UFO enthusiast or conspiracy buff, uh, his stature as the former head of Israeli's space program for 30 years gives his account uh, undeniable credibility. He was also credited in changing uh, attitudes within academia for his decision to go public with these revelations. Had you heard about that, Dirty Dan? And if so, what do you think about it? Um, so uh, I heard about like the last half of what you were talking about there um, because of an article I was reading. Um, I, mm, we've already talked about the one, uh, the, the media the charge of media that wrote the deathbed confession. Right. Okay. Retired general. The the guy is up there. What is he? Late sixties, early seventies, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> As these guys are getting older and older and their give a fucks are going down. I think we're finally going to start to get more little snippets of it. And then what you and <clears throat> Justin and then mentioned it to Elliot had talked about is, you know, I don't agree with Justin so much with, um, you know, once these guys are dead and gone about, you know, all the key players like H.W. Um, Bush, Cheney, right. Rumsfeld, like, like that thing. Um, I do think just one day it's going to be an information overload dump <clears throat> on all this stuff. Now, because, do you think the information is going to come voluntarily or somebody's going to hack <clears throat> some stuff and expose it and dump it that way? I think both. I think, I think hacking is going to play a part of it, but I don't think it's going to be the hacker to do it. I think they're going to get themselves put in a situation because of all the lies and 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 deceit they've they've had over the years that they're going to get blackmailed, honestly, and put into a corner. And it's there's no there's not going to be any talking their way out or, or backing out of it. It's it's either you're going to do it or we're going to do it. And if we do it, everything's coming. If you do it, you still have a chance to keep some of the stuff you don't want out there. That makes, sense. That makes I, sense. I I honestly feel that there. That I mean, you know, uh, since we've took a break and we didn't, you know, and I, I love you guys. Answer last week to one of the emails, and we didn't really get a vacation. It was work, 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 work. Um, <laughs> you know, there is so much stuff that you know. I mean, I have got a bunch of material, save stories and stuff that we could probably talk about for the next couple of months because so mm -hmm. much has come out. And yeah. uh, briefly, one thing I want to mention and get your opinion on, did you see the, uh, the uh, <clears throat> I think it was China, have spotted a uh, hut or some type on the moon 
And they were going to not, move the not a hut. Okay, three confirmed structures is uh, what the total is. Right okay, now. so three it's three structures. structures. Okay, yeah. see, I uh, the the article I read must have been early because they said it was a hut, and they were going to move closer to see and make yeah, and, and, and they and saw it in the picture. Out. And when they move closer, they discover there's three structures there in a triangle shape. Okay. Now, so I'm going to have to go back and check that out. But I think that that is pretty cool because even when, you know, they were first spotted and they thought just one was there, they were saying that, you know, and this is, you know, U.S. scientists and so forth were saying it, it could be a rock formation or, or moon boulders or moon rocks, but you wouldn't be able to tell until they move closer. And this one particular article I read said that he wouldn't be surprised if it was a hut. So, or structure. Yeah, I think they called them outposts. Okay. Like small, like hut, like, um, right. Buildings, not stone. Not well, made out of stone. now like, I am not going a, to they have a foundation on them. Really? Yes. Please, when we get done with the show, uh, forward me that article if uh, you don't care. Now, I'm not going to uh, say that that could be a Nazi outpost, but we have, you know, I uh, talked about before the Nazis and space travel and this and that. And well, so Paul, or I think this one's Paul, not Rodney, um, asked about Project T1. And he said T1 is supposedly... Um, the story of the transferring of Prometheus-like consciousness into AI and all done by the Nazi scientists. And T1 was mentioned in an article I was reading. Um, I'm going to save for the Antarctica episode because it talks about the moon and Antarctica. Okay. But it's about a Nazi outlook station on the moon. Wow. That's so I, I want to dive more into that. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. Well, we're going to step away, and uh, we're going to have uh, the mysterious Appalachian Mountains with Seth. And then this particular one, this is also the same one that's on the radio show this week. Um, Mr. Haunted, um, I think, is the uh, guy that's reading his name, and it's dedicated to uh, the uh, uh, Earl Mullins, uh, the Bigfoot hunter that did uh, Mystery Appalachian Mountains with Seth, who passed away a few weeks ago. Then we'll have an Ed said, and we'll come back in segment two uh, with some more interesting stuff. I'm going to talk about Einstein versus Truman and uh, NASA detected a parallel universe. And then Dirty Dan and Rebecca both have some stuff for us. I don't know if she does, but I have plenty. Okay, good, good. Well, uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. What are we listening to, Dirty Dan? You are listening to the sultry sweet sounds of Here to Chew Bubblegum. Move, bitch, get out the way, get out the way, bitch, get out the way, move, bitch. Hey everybody, it's John the Bod, a.k.a. The Bod Father. I have a new podcast entitled Beyond the Paranormal, which is on every Tuesday night on Beyond the Paranormal YouTube page. And we'll be streaming shortly on our Facebook page as well. If you want some information on the paranormal and cryptids such as UFOs, Bigfoot, Dogman, come and check out Beyond the Paranormal every Tuesday on Beyond the Paranormal podcast YouTube site and also soon on our Facebook page. Keep checking back, folks. We're going to have a lot of great guests, a lot of great information. Have a good one. 
Are you a horror movie fan? Yeah, I dig horror movies. Are you searching for a great internet horror talk radio show to listen to? Why, sure, that sounds quite spiffy. Then you need to tune in to DeadPit.com. It's the original horror talk radio show. DeadPit is a show by the fans and for the fans. Uncensored and unbiased opinions are their goal of the show, giving fans honest reviews on new films and vintage classics of the horror genre. Make DeadPit.com your number one horror station destination. This is Mr. Haunted with your Bigfoot story for today. In honor of Earl. This was summer of 1993 in Madison County, Kentucky. It was July of 93. I was hiking up Bear Mountain near my family's home in eastern Kentucky. I had just bought a pair of binoculars and wanted to try them out on a high view. As I rounded the cliff, I was looking down this hollow that leads into a briar thicket. I had been hearing this odd tapping noise all the while and saw this dark brownish figure near a log close to the thicket some 250 yards away, maybe a little more maybe a little less. At first, it looked like a rare sighting of a black bear, but when I looked at it through the binoculars, I couldn't believe what I saw. It was sitting on a log with its back to me with a rock in its hand, beating on the side of the log. It had a back that looked almost three feet wide and it was covered in short, thick, reddish-brown hair. It looked like a giant hair-covered man with no neck. With the binoculars, I could see in good detail. The hands looked human, the fingers and a thumb, the skin a dark grayish color. The head was conical, like a lowland gorilla. Suddenly, this thing must have smelled or sensed me, because it stood up and looked in my direction. It had a bulged forehead near the eyebrow, large round dark eyes, and a flared gorilla-like nose. The jaw was slightly long, and the nose and eyes were free of hair, the skin a dark gray, but the mouth and chin were covered in hair like sort of a, hair, a hairy ninja hood. The creature was huge. I later looked at a tree it was standing near, and it was about seven feet tall. It stared up the mountain at me and made a, a peculiar motion with its head, waving it from side to side and seemed to hunch over a bit with its arms dangling at its knees, and then turned and dashed off through the thicket. I never saw it again. It's now time for Ned Said on Here to Chew Bubblegum. An 18-year-old can legally adopt a 17-year-old. From the heart of Appalachia, located under a shopping mall near the city that moves mountains, you're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum with Goose and Dirty Dan. And welcome back to Here to Chew Bubblegum with Goose, Dirty Dan, and Rebecca. Uh, Rebecca had to step away just a little bit, uh, so you've got me and Dirty Dan there. Um, before we move on, I want to uh, tease a little bit. Coming up, hopefully, before the end of the year, and this is news to you. I've not had a chance to tell you this yet. Uh, we have an interview that I'm trying to get scheduled uh, with someone that was on the train on January 14th, 2002, from the Painesville train versus UFO incident. 
and uh, he has a, he has agreed to come on the show uh, on a on a recorded interview. Um, I will really? be to, yes, I I will be referring to him as Pete. Uh, that's not his real name, and I am going to uh, put an effect over his voice because, for safety concerns, he does not want anybody to know who he is. Um, hopefully, we'll have that interview before the end of the year, and um, uh, I have sent him a list of questions, which he has approved, and uh, we'll have that coming up. Uh, hopefully, like I said, before the end of the year. I have checked him out. He's 100% legit. Um and he was, in fact, on on the train. I have been able to to find that out. So, well, that's pretty cool. Was he in the back? Uh, I'm not really sure where he's at, but he's going to tell us exactly what happened that went. night. So, you know, fingers. DJ and Paul Hempel, Doctor Andrew Zelenko, and Clay Clark are all ready and open to kick off the new year okay. coming back with us. Good, good, good. And uh, I'm 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 glad you're feeling better, man. There is there is there is three days there where I honestly thought I I might have to go to the hospital. Really? Like I was like having hallucinations, could not could not get up. It was bro, it was it was rough. Now did it uh, yeah. um, affect Rebecca the same way? No. Did, uh, totally different. Really, it's, it, it, and that's something that I've always said. That's weird about it is that it affects everybody differently. And like my test came back and they said I had walking pneumonia. Okay. Her symptoms were COVID. Okay. I had no COVID symptoms. Really, you just mm-hmm. had the pneumonia and the <coughs> yep. so. flu. It was it was a terrible flu. Yeah, and uh, this this new strand that, that's come out that. Uh, you know, I've I've not looked. I, I've not wasted my time looking up, look, looking information up on it. I did watch a video that was like two minutes explaining that you know it's not as bad, I guess you could say. And I, you know, people that's in the medical field may not like that, but uh, it doesn't mutate or whatever. You know, who knows? Who knows? But uh, I was I was told by someone close to me. That uh, there's only been one person that has uh, died of it worldwide since this has been spotted, and I do think that we had a confirmed case uh, in Kentucky yeah, last Sunday. Yeah. So, um, but as far as that shit goes, I believe it just as much as I believe that the gain of function research done in the Wuhan lab wasn't gain of function research out of Fauci's mouth. So, yeah, like I said, man, I've not been following that. It just. Uh, it, it's just funny how it affects everybody differently. I I, I do find that, and and I understand. You know, we're we're not the same, but right. I mean, you know, when I had it last year, I mean, you know, I'm I I smoke. Yes, I shouldn't do that, um, but I had a, a, a fever and I was really weak, and that was it. You know, I mean, I had. I had a fever for all of two and a half hours. Okay. That was it. I had a fever for probably about seven days. Yeah. No, two and a half. I I, I went to bed and I started getting really hot and cold and started sweating profusely. Woke up an hour later. The bed was soaked with sweat. Now, are you sure it was sweat and you did not piss the bed? I can't piss that much. Okay. Are you sure? Hundred percent. Okay. I've I, I've tried. 
I will tell you a funny story. Last week, my uh, or week before last, uh, I'll, I'll I'll tell you this real quick. Um, me and my better half were in uh, Pigeon Forge Christmas shopping, and we date at uh, the Olive Garden. And um, there was these people. She took a phone call during while we were eating, and uh, she uh, the people behind her were eavesdropping. You know, because, the, you know, she was, I was like sitting against the wall. She was in front of me at the other booth. People behind her had their back turned. And I could tell that the guy was eavesdropping because he kept like turning around, turning his head. And then the other lady, I could see her scoot over. And and so uh, when she hung up the phone, I said, hey, I said, I said those people are eavesdropping. And uh, I'm like, just go with it. Just go with it. So really loud, I say, well, the cocaine will be in at the end of next week. Have you heard from Marco? I'm going to get in touch with Marco. Her, her face turns blood red, and she's like, shut up, shut up. So I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, we're going to give these people a story. to go on. They'll be telling people this for the rest of them lives. So when the waiter uh, comes back, they move tables because they get up, the waiter packs their food, as soon as the guy stands up, he looks at me and he goes, hello, sir, puts his head down and walks by us, and they're at a totally different part of the restaurant. So. That's fantastic. Yeah. I don't know who that was. Oh, okay. And uh, then I, I got her again, too, because uh, one of the stores we went to, they asked her email address, and before she could say anything, I said it was monkeybuttlicker at yahoo.com. Oh, God. And, yeah, that kind of embarrassed her. So, um, you want to start out segment two for us, Dirty Dan? Yeah, I can. <laughs> Monkey butt liquor. Yes, at yahoo.com. Everything all right? Hello. Yeah, okay. All right. So, <clears throat> my first story is about Elon Musk predicting the timeline for SpaceX to land people on Mars. Because I also I, I also want to talk about that Starlink thing. Okay. Um, I I looked up that picture. Did Elliot send you that picture from the Dairy Queen? Um. Did he ever send that to you? I, I think he may have. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think he may have. <clears throat> um. They are not the same. Okay. That was not the Starlink stuff. Okay. So, anywho. Um, Before you read, do you want to switch? Give her her seat back. We got to play musical chair. We're not set up for this yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there, there is nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> so, Time Magazine recently awarded SpaceX and Tesla CEO Elon Musk Person of the Year. And according to the interview, Musk dropped a rough timeline for when he thinks SpaceX will land on Mars. During that interview, Musk was asked a wide range of questions that touched on a variety of different topics that hurt, ranging from cryptocurrency to his pursuit of Mars. Musk outlined why he backs Dogecoin over Bitcoin while recognizing the positives and negatives of both assets. Tom Argo states that Musk's dream is to create a 100-person rocket that is capable of transporting humans from Earth to Mars and back by refueling using resources from the red planet itself. Musk was asked what he thinks the timeline on that becoming a reality might be. Musk replied after a long pause, I'll be surprised if we're not landing on Mars within five years. 
Musk has been a long promoter of interplanetary life, and the next great step for human civilization is colonizing another world. While it is certainly would be a monumental milestone for all of humanity, Musk also argues that there is utility in colonizing another world, as Earth may not be around forever. Um, I also have a, that I should have gotten up during the break, a really, really (coughs) neat, interesting, humbling quote from Elon, which when he says, he's surprised if it won't be within five years, I believe it. He's quoted saying, if you give yourself 30 days to clean your home, it will take you 30 days. But if you give yourself three hours, it'll take three hours. The same applies to your goals, ambitions, and plans. That is facts. I get my house clean faster in the 10 minutes before somebody shows up than I do all week. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, I do the same thing. I'm throwing stuff under the bed and uh, picking up Cleaning is just putting shit in less obvious places. That's all it is. (laughs) And then I don't know if you saw the tweet he sent to Senator Warren back after like she shared the article that he was named the first times person of the year. And she goes, let's change the rig tax code. So the person of the year will actually pay taxes and stop freeloading off everyone else. Oh no. His response was, you remind me of when I was a kid and my friend's angry mom would just randomly yell at everyone for no reason. Okay. Now, <laughs> let me, now your, your life would be complete if, uh, Elon, uh, and, uh, Demi Lovato got married, right. Or started dating. Oh my God, no. Yes. Yes, it would. No, you, sir, have an obsession with Demi Lovato. No, you have no, an obsession no, with me and Demi no, Lovato. No, no, I don't have an obsession with Demi Lovato. I just find it funny that you have an obsession for Demi Lovato, <laughs> and I loved it. The, I find it hilarious. Me too. And and I loved that one email last week where the guy said that you know he was he was wondering what what was wrong with him now because he <clears throat> was yeah, a fan of yeah. yours and then yeah yeah that was a good one. Um. moving on second story although i don't know if i should save this and the other one for antarctica probably yeah we're 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 doing great on time we've 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 got plenty if you want to save it because in segment three i really want both of your guys thoughts on the story i'm going to share with you and uh, get your opinion on okay Well, then I'll just share this quick snippet. Have you heard about the NASA solar probe touching the sun? Yes, but I have not read anything on it, but I have heard about it. Um, So a flocker sent it to me. I think it was, I think it was Marcy. And she, uh, she, um, she found this TikTok and the video. I'll send it to you, Goose, because I have it in my telegrams. And you got, they play it back real slow, but there's actually something coming out of the sun, which supports my theory in that the sun is a portal and it doesn't actually produce heat and light. It allows it to pass through when it's open. That, wow. (laughs) Wow. Now I have saw pictures over the internet. I guess it was last year. There was this one black unidentified object that was, almost close like to the center of the sun and nobody could explain what it was yeah it was and i i think it may have been triangle shaped um goose i'm gonna send this to you i'm gonna forward it to you in telegram right now okay thank you very much 
so you have it. You got to like watch it, like watch it till the end because they actually they slow it down and they zoom in on it. And you can actually see it. Wow. Yeah. Now, the story that he that he shared there. Have you followed that? Do you know how the hell did they make stuff that will withstand the heat and all that stuff? To um, I wasn't listening to what he okay. read. I was dealing with the tiny psycho. Okay. So I, I do apologize. Are we talking about the sun stuff? Yeah. Yeah. The, the the craft that got pictures and so forth that he just talked about. I'm gonna have to check that out. Of torch what's the title? Solar probe takes an insane video of it yeah. touching the sun. I don't like I said, I don't think that the sun actually produces heat and light. That's so not- how can so so then how can they touch it if it's a portal? Yeah. Very, very, very true. I'm going to talk real quick about um, Albert Einstein and President Truman. Um, even though the Pentagon claims it doesn't know what UFOs are, that's what they claimed, and they still claim, back in the 50s, a uh, confrontational policy policy that goes back to 1952 when then-President Harry Truman rescinded a direct order to shoot down UFOs after a lot of them were spotted and sighted in Washington, D.C. and throughout the United States that year. Truman rescinded his shoot-down order, according to a recently discovered historical report, because renowned scientist Albert Einstein and other esteemed academics told the president that that order was not a good idea. Uh, This began with World War II Foo Fighters. Uh, the direct presidential involvement in the flying saucer situation for President Truman began in 1949 when he commissioned a study into the Foo Fighters UFOs that plagued both sides of World War II. The Foo Fighters were meter-wide balls of light uh, that paced both the German and Allied planes during the war. Both sides of the war considered the possibilities that the objects were secret weapons being used by the other side. The issue of what the objects were were never really resolved during the war. So basically, Truman was, he wanted people to shoot him down, and then once the scientist and Albert Einstein stepped up, told him that wouldn't be a good idea, he rescinded that order. Uh, This article goes on to say uh, that on April 17, 1950, Truman sends word through press secretary that he knows nothing about flying saucers, and uh, in July 1952, the order was to shoot down flying saucers. Uh, there were a large rash of sightings in 1952 and two very public waves of UFOs being tracked from three different locations that flew over the White House, the Capitol, and the Pentagon on July 19th and July 26th. The Air Force conducted a major investigation into the appearance of the objects. The UFO sightings were headlined in newspapers all over the country and uh, some places replaced the Democratic National Convention on the front page. A massive buildup of sightings over the United States in 1952, wrote Gerald Haynes in an article for the CIA, especially in July, alarmed the Truman administration, and he was um, advised not to shoot these down, that he could inadvertently start an intergalactic war. Going back to 1952, with these flying over the White House and the Pentagon and stuff, what's your thoughts on those? I mean, that was not, at at that time, the way that they flew and hovered, 
that was not any other country's technology. That was, and I still believe that was something that was not from this planet. What's your take, Rebecca? I completely, I completely agree with you. And if you haven't watched Stolen History yet, it's in my link tree. Have you watched it? It's a little slow, but like yeah. once you get through it, because that ties into the reason that all of the wars started to begin with, because it wasn't actually because of the war. It was to distract and bring resources down. And right again, watch, watch this hand while this hand does something else, right? Like we're going to war because we need to suppress the people more because we have to cover all this up. And then that also ties into the mud flood, right? And like all of the architecture and the buildings and everything like that. And if you look at old photos, right? Like really old photos, mm -hmm. they're Photoshopped. They are fucking Photoshopped because if you think about it, like flying technology and all of that, like think of the Wright brothers. Nobody was super excited about that. Why? Because it was already a thing. Right. It was already a thing. And right. I think that they're, they're, they're trying to cover up. I believe that aliens and all of that have been mistaken for gods throughout history, throughout religion. I believe that we are aliens to some degree, right? That we're from a different fucking planet. Hey, I resemble that remark. <laughs> so I, I, com I completely agree with you, Goose. I think that they have been trying to cover this up for so long to keep us suppressed and in control and in servitude. Dirty Dan, what do you think? Um, for the part of the story that I heard, um, I, I'm in agreement with, with what she said about it being Photoshopped and fake. Um, the Truman presidency rescinding his order to shoot down what then what now is revealed as intergal it would start yeah. intergalactic war. That was, that was yeah. my so, story I've been wanting to hear that I missed. That's all right, you can watch the replay. Um <laughs> They, no, uh, basically, um, when he when he put that order in effect, Albert Einstein and other scientists got in contact with him, and they told him that would not be a good idea that he would inadvertently, you know, start an intergalactic war. And based on what they told him and the information he had at the time, he rescinded the order. And uh, that was a, a historical document that has just now came to light. So speaking of. Um historical documents and this is something that i want to dive in further but i do want to share with you guys i'm gonna to have to sneak past you i'm so sorry oh you're 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 totally fine we're still we're still like trying to figure out the. you're you're totally fine oh um so i have um we can talk about the story later but um i got gifted a fuck ton of books okay and i finally a unpacked like ton. a metric fuck ton i have like an original print encyclopedia from the 80s um and some other like really good really good fucking books i also have um this one is from 1935 and it is uh, a comic book wow yeah so when you come uh, and this is an original print too there's only one copyright date in it um what else i have which i find interesting is this one right here a very 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 old fucking book um and on the binding i can't even read it i can't that, even read it that was weak dirty day and i would be ashamed to even burp if i couldn't do do it louder than I, that. I didn't say anything I, I was ashamed of it all right so this is 
the American process or the great events, progress. progress, I'm sorry, or the great events of the greatest century, also including life delineations of our most noted men. And this is an original print published in Springfield, Massachusetts from 1892. And it like, it goes through pretty much like the history of everything, the birth of the new Republic, the first naval American naval victory, um, Cornwall's surrender, uh, the formation of the constitution, the greatest battles in the Indian wars, founding of the na national capital. I mean, there is some, uh, Lincoln's assassination is in here. Like it's fucking intense. I haven't looked through it yet. Like I just found this last night, but I'm, excited to dive into that right. the other thing that i found <laughs> which this is going to tie into our antarctica episode and i know antarctica is something that always gets brought up in our show but i have this that's awesome so what's cool about this this is a second edition uh printed in the united states from 1935 um, and what's interesting is all of the, I'm going to try to be very careful with it because the binding is breaking, but all of the maps, can you see this? Yes. All of the maps are like normal maps, right? Like they look pretty, pretty normal. Now you get to the Antarctica map, which is page 107. I know this because I fucking scoured this book last night. It's like a flat earth map, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> so I just, I'm very curious about all of this. So that that was my other story that I wanted to share was like these very, like you can't find this shit online anymore. Right. Like these are fucking books from the 1800s and 1930s. They haven't changed stuff yet. Now, yeah, the other story I had was about NASA and uh, they have finally, I think, confirmed the uh, parallel the possibility of a parallel universe in Antarctica. Um, I'm going to save that for the Antarctic episode. We need to sit down and plan a date for the Antarctic episode. Yeah. Um, maybe like the first uh, or the second Sunday in January. That way that'll give us time to get everything together. And we do the Antarctic episode then. Uh, but the story I was going to talk about, I think it was 2011 or 2012. They found an unexplainable um, energy field, uh, uh, like electromagnetic field that shouldn't have been in this particular part of Antarctica. And I think that they have finally said that it's possible that that is a doorway to a parallel universe. But like I said, I'm going to save that story for when we do the uh, Antarctica episode. Um, we're going to go straight into segment three, if, if that's okay with you guys. And I'll share this. Yeah, we're good. Uh, and I'll share a story with you real quick. And, um, uh, I saw this on TikTok, and I started doing a little research on it. And um, there was a lady who was thinking that maybe she is in another, in a, another dimension. And I'll tell you the story. She says, and, and I found this really fascinating. So after I tell you the story, I want your guys' thoughts on this. She was driving uh, on a, a country back road, and this was over the last month. And... Uh, she said, and her and her three-year-old daughter were in the car, and she knew that she was about two miles from the turnoff to her house. Well, before 
they got to the turnoff, she felt this rush of energy and uh, adrenaline, as she described it. And when she realized what had happened, she had drove 15 miles past her turn, and she had a really bad headache. Okay, now since this happened to her, she noticed little changes in everything. And her daughter started saying that mommy crashed. Mommy crashed. Mommy crashed the car. Well, obviously, she didn't crash the car. But would it be possible, let's say, if she did crash the car and went to another dimension, that would explain the rush of energy, that would explain her head hurting and her 15 miles out of the way and have no memory of it. What's your thoughts, Rebecca? My thoughts? Okay. Um, I'm, like, chomping up a bit here. Um, There are several different dimensions and parallel universes. And I truly believe that like near death experiences or, you know, all of a sudden you're like fucking with your radio and something tells you to look up at like the last possible second. Right. Or like you have these thoughts of like, you see it, right? Like, Oh my God. Like I, I remember talking to Chris and telling him like, Hey, I need to get one of those. I need to get one of those window breakers. Like if my truck ever like fucking yeets itself off a bridge into a lake, you know what I'm saying? Like I need one of them because I saw it fucking happen in my head. So what if those moments, you know, missing your turn, you know, taking these different roads or like having this surge of energy and these moments or these real life dreams where something traumatic happens, it did, it did. And it bounced you into another reality so that that traumatic event didn't have to happen. Well, and I've had what you, what are they, the, the prem. So there's premonitions yeah. and then <laughs> there's like, there's deja vu. So deja vu, I believe the best way that I've been able to, to explain deja vu is deja vu is your current self transferring into your future self, which is remembering the past, which is why everything is so familiar, like down to what people are wearing, how you're holding your cup, what you're saying, like the noise around you, like all of it. Right. And uh, what I found, and she said, I mean, people had commented on her video, and I I have have it saved. I'll have to go back and look and send it to you guys. People were asking her, you know, were there little, little, and she was saying that there were little things different, like, um, her mom's phone number was, you know, a couple of digits different than what she remembered. And, you know, she has no memory of, you know, about 18 miles. So you're looking at about eight, probably 20, 25 minutes that she can't account for. She just had a really bad headache, a rush of energy, and her three-year-old daughter is now saying that mommy crashed the car. But the car is not kids crashed. kids know. I have chills, like, talking about this. Kids know. And until that they are open to like, like our daughter, she knows everything. She has all of the fucking universal answers. And I am trying my best to preserve that, right? Because kids know everything and it's the societal cookie cutters and the ideologies and the fucking, you know, rose colored glasses that they put on these kids and the indoctrination that takes that ability away from them. And then we become these fucking teenagers and we have these moments and that's why we're so terrible at teenagers because we're resisting the programming. We're like, this isn't right. This isn't right. And now as adults on these spiritual journeys, we're like, holy fuck, right? We're having these moments, but I totally agree. Like in tapping into another dimension that also taps into the Mandela effect, right? Right. 
where these mass groups of people remember it being a certain way. And him and I are from a different reality because there were four people in the car. There were four people in the car Six. when JFK got assassinated. It was four, Six. and I will die on that hill. You're gonna die on that hill. Then. It was six. That's fine. I won't be alone. Yes, dirty yes, Dan. Dirty Dan. So what? Like, right after we got married, we had stopped in a town I had never been to before on the way back because the AC was broken, mm. and we were standing out back, gorgeous mountain valley view, and I heard what I identified to be an O three to O five Dodge Cummins having fun. Somewhere out there. There was like all these switchbacks right. in, down the mountain. We had never and... been there. Had no idea where we were. I heard a wreck. I looked at my phone. We hopped in the car after 30 seconds because I didn't hear any sirens yet. And I drove right to this place. There was no way he could have known. And it was an 03 to 05 Dodge Cummins Dually sitting upside down. Wow. On this back road. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, you know, this, I mean... and. What I'm about to say, I mean, and I need to look this up, but I remember in 99, 2000, when I first, you know, started getting online um, a whole lot, you know, there was a site called Wahoo, W-H-W-A-H-O-O.com. It was similar to Yahoo, but there's some people that don't remember that, but I do remember that. I remember that. Do you remember Ask Jeeves? Yes, yes. And it was a butler who would Google shit for you? Yes, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. I remember, I remember Wahoo. Okay, okay. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're good because I'm not crazy. But what I found fascinating about that, that story is that, you know, it's possible that that mother and daughter went, went through and went to another dimension. And the one that they were in you know the mom the mom yeah yeah the mom crashed so the mom crashed the car i was in a uh, i was in a really bad car accident when i was younger um i was about 13 and it was my first night babysitting away from the house and i got in a really bad car accident and about 10 houses down from my house um and basically we were jim was driving back in his truck and this little tiny car blew past the stop sign and T-boned and it wedged under the truck, flipped the truck, truck slid 510 feet on the roof. Um, and it was really bad. It was the, it was bad. And I swear to God that I died in that car accident. Like I didn't make it out because after, like before that, I don't have many memories. Like I struggle to remember my childhood before that. I struggle to like, the only reason that I even know that story is from people telling it to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I have no memory. The only thing that I remember is burning brakes. Like, if I smell burning brakes now, it immediately flashes me back to that. So, here's a picture of that view from... Do you want help? I gotta turn my brightness up. I can see it. I mean, you know, that's that's a that's a pretty view. Like, oh, yeah. I nothing and then heard it oh you want me to show the the instagram too? yeah raise it up like just that. a little bit i, I can't see it oh, no, the, he's showing instagram oh oh, oh okay. we were the second person there the first person just happened to be driving that way to go home or whatever from traffic but i drove right to that wow and and you'd never been there before never been there no the only Drove reason right we, we we were living in north carolina at the time and uh 
we went to the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee to get married. And we were coming back from Tennessee and my mom, we were staying with my mom at the time. And she called me and she's like, hey, just so you know, and we were living in North Carolina in the middle of summer. And uh, she was like, hey, just so you know, the AC died. And we're like, yeah, fuck that shit. So we stayed in a hotel for the night because we didn't want to sleep without AC. You know, it's hot. It's hot. Um, So we just found this like (laughs) weird, like mountaintop motel. Like we were a little sketched out about it, but it was like, it was dope as fuck. And then we were just sitting outside and that view was right over the railing on the back. And we heard that crash. And then we kind of like looked at each other and he was like, you want to go? And I was like, fuck yeah, I want to go. And we went and literally found it. Like we didn't make, he didn't make any wrong turns. He didn't second guess himself. It was like he, and he does that shit all the time. I'm directionally challenged. I can't find my way out of a wet paper bag. All right. Up is North. This guy's like, Oh yeah, you're going to, you're going to take the left and then 3.4 miles down after that. You're going to turn it this big. Fuck. I'm like, can you just give me the address please? And ways can tell me where to go. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, guys, this this has been great. We're going to wrap things up. I want to uh, remind everyone that we will have upcoming new episodes of the Midweek Moment. Uh, get real with Goose and uh, with Goose and Rebecca. Honestly, there get real go. with Goose and Rebecca. Uh, when we'll have those, we don't know exactly yet, but very very soon. And don't forget about please add Dirty Dan on TikTok for cooking with Dirty Dan. Uh, he will teach you how to set it and forget it. Right, Dirty Dan? <laughs> my plump sausage coming up. Oh, my God. But, uh, Dirty Dan, we're going to close things out. Do you want to tell the fine folks that are listening to our show about Carbon Capture Shield? Yep, I am pulling up He's struggling. DJ's excerpt. He's on the struggle bus this morning. He's always on the struggle bus. I drive bus. the struggle <laughs> bus. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Like, move over, Oprah. I'm driving. It's the only thing I don't like. So while he's, um, while he's looking <laughs> that up, um, honestly, get real. Yes. Oh, here we go. We, oh. uh, we uh, definitely, go we uh, go ahead. hopefully, we'll get that picked back up very, very, very soon. It may be like the first week of January before I'm able yeah, to. Yeah, I'm thinking like a lot of my stuff, like I'm coming back strong, but it's, yes. it's, it's, quality over quantity right so like i want to make sure that i'm solid in my things right um so yeah let's shoot let's shoot for after the first of the year coming back with honestly get real you also have to find um i my my shadow made a tiktok it's called meet bertha oh so I that's was, fun i was i was uh yeah i was actually getting ready to plug that i like the meet bertha the meet yeah. meet bertha tiktoks yeah yeah and that's meat spelled m-e-e-t meet bertha yes, not not my meat but meat like a meet and greet. Oh yes. my God. Why did you have to bring it there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Go man. ahead. Talk about your capture shield. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, Carbon Capture Shield um, was founded and started by our good show friend and, and personal friend now, DJ Nikki or Dale J. Nikki II. Carbon Capture Shield is intending to transform 1 billion acres of earth into regenerative land that restores the health of our natural environment, starting in your own backyard. By restoring the biological life in the soil, we jumpstart the natural processes which sequester greenhouse gases, break down pollutants, all while feeding and protecting your lawn from below. Uh, go check them out at lawn.carboncaptureshield.com. Get your VIP spot. It is a product that is less money than the toxic chemicals you buy for fertilizer that kills everything and causes all sorts of cancer and diseases. 
it is a natural product and it's a bountiful and plentiful product. Everybody can help by simply just doing what they already do for spending less money and making the earth a better place. Again, lawn.carboncaptureshield.com. Don't forget Till Valhalla Project. I heard Goose struggle with that in the previous episode. <laughs> I heard God to help him out so bad. I got, I got um, tongue-tied, brother. <laughs> go check them out. It's about the message, not the merch. It just helps spread it. And then check out Adventures with Purpose on YouTube or adventureswithpurpose.com. Um, and coming up next week, we're going to have our fourth uh, organization to mention, and that's going to be Battle Buddy Response Team Incorporated. They're a good group of people, so make sure you tune back in next week to start hearing about them. I want to say special thanks to Carlin for all the voiceover work. Be sure to check out and support friends of our show that have their own shows. I'm talking about CK and Uncle Bill over deadpick.com. Talk Junkie with Justin Perkins, Jordan and Brad of Down on the Holler, Seth Ambergy with Seth's Daily Podcast, Elliot Gertie and Beagle of SpookyFamilyPodcast.com, The Mountain Mysteries Podcast with Chris Sloan, and you can check out the Paranormal Trucker podcast over at uh youtube and if you want to awaken more be sure to check out rebecca short on tiktok she goes by okay so it's short shit show 138 <laughs> queen flocker and meet bertha your queen flock 138 still shows up too uh well that one's still active but i got permanently banned so i can't log into it anymore okay and on twitch what is the uh uh, Twitch is Queen of the Flock 138. I've kind of t- I've kind of taken a step back away from okay. from Twitch though. Yeah, so okay. Oh, Sorry. well, that'll do it for this week. We'll see you next week, and until then, so long for now. Maybe I'm not leaving. Maybe I'm just going home. Thanks for listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. Tune in next time as we dive deeper into things the government doesn't want us to know.